0: Welcome to the Universal Dancer Podcast with your host Leslie Zare, author of The Alchemy of Dance and The Alchemia Remedies, coming to you live from Cairo, Egypt, the ancient land of Chem. Journey with us to explore sacred dance, the sacred arts, the mystical and the magical. Join a community of like-minded souls seeking to understand the cosmic dance of co-creation through the sacred arts come along and expand your mind ignite your creativity and explore something new and something old welcome welcome to the podcast thank you for joining for those of you who are joining live and thank you for your feedback from the previous podcasts, it's always nice to hear people's comments and questions, and your emails and all of that. I really appreciate your feedback. So tonight I have uh, a new guest. She's she's new in in my world. <laughs> maybe not in yours, but maybe she is. Uh, Marianne Carew, and she's the creator of Dance Alive. And as I said, uh, she's She's new in my world. We had never met before today, so I'm excited to speak to her more deeply about what she does, and I'm going to just get on with it and introduce you to her now. My guest tonight on the Universal Dancer Podcast is Marianne Carew, creator of Dance Alive Dynamic Life Movement. Marianne is a formative leader, master teacher, innovator and pioneer in the field of movement, somatic meditation and life training and has been teaching movement full-time for 50 years. She teaches how to use movement as a basis for personal and professional mastery. Marianne is a force of nature as she is vibrant, inspired, dynamic and compassionate beyond measure. She is recognized as an expert in the field for stimulating creativity, clarity, and balance throughout your whole life. Marianne's intelligence, coupled with her kind-hearted encouragement and a keen sense of integrity, infuses all of her teachings. She carries an unyielding sense of adventure wherever she goes. Marianne walks her talk and lives and breathes the Dance Alive system in everything she does, personally and professionally. Let's welcome Marianne to the show.
1: Mm-hmm. Hi, Thank- Marianne. Welcome. Hi, Leslie. Thank you. And thanks for having me here.
0: I'm happy you could join us. And we had a, a brief chat before we started, but um, some interesting things came up and we'll just bring those into the show. So what I ask everybody when we start is just where did your jam- dance journey begin? How did you how did you start dancing?
1: Well, I actually just love to move my whole life. I just always created movement around me, in, inside me, around me. So I, I feel like I was just born with the gift of movement, really. And people would join me, people would join in, kids in the neighborhood would join in, I'd create movement games. Um, When I was 18 and I first started working at a preschool, and within uh, as an assistant teacher within two weeks they made me a teacher without any credentials and when uh, within a month they made me drama dance director and really I had no drama or dance background whatsoever but what I did is I engaged the kids in movement and they, um, what I found, I brought in my guitar, I knew a few chords, and I just created an environment where people, the children could move and express themselves. And what happened is the kids who were hyperactive and had like more energy than they knew what to do with, they settled and they got calm and balanced and more centered in themselves. And then the children who were, you know shy and withdrawn or you know self-conscious they became much more outgoing and just were felt free to express themselves so what happened is i started working with the whole school because it was really effective what i was doing and i just it was just natural for me i i don't really know how i knew what to do but I just responded to the kids and I, I related, I could, I could relate to them. And so that's how I started working with, I started by working with children. And then after a while I saw the impact on kids and I went into working with adults and cause I'm like, wow, the adults and the environment that the adults create for the children is so um, influential that I really wanted to uh, be able to reach the adults and because they were the ones who had the impact on the kids. So that was how I actually came into starting to teach movement, but it wasn't like I was trying to do a certain kind of movement. I was more into just like, this is life itself. That was one 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 thing that led me to it. Another thing was um, growing up, I was closest to my my older brother and um, he became schizophrenic when he was 15 and when he was two years older. So I went through the whole, uh, him, my parents trying to find what would work to help him. And at one point he was in a mental hospital and in two weeks, they brought in dance therapy, and he became completely normal. It was like the split didn't happen, and he came back into his body. and And then when I um, and then they took it out of the hospital, and he split off again. So I really saw the impact of movement on him. Plus, when I was with him, he would shift into. Being able to relate and um, I could relate to him. So, anyway, eventually he committed suicide when I was like 20. So, that was a lot for me to go through. And I, movement became my healing. And I did all, you know, I worked with all different teachers. I worked with Emily Conrad from Continuum for years. I studied with, uh, I mean, I can Michael Nebedon. I mean, I worked with amazing people who really brought me into myself, and I feel so blessed to have had those environments that I could grow in. And I, um, yeah, I mean, I could go on, but I, I had wonderful teachers, and I was just naturally like somewhat inspired by life, and. I always found that when I moved I felt good. I felt like oh this is myself coming through me. And um and then I would attract people who would want the same thing and want an environment where they could really feel that deep connection to themselves. And it wasn't just the outer movement it was the inner connection that was so powerful. So Anyway, that's how I that's how I got into it.
0: But I think that's walking the talk. I mean, you you healed yourself through dance. So I'm sure that comes across when you're working to to feel it on such a deep level. I'm sure that comes across with other people. That's integrity. Thank you. <laughs> you know it. Yeah. You know it from the inside. Yeah. yeah. Totally. So Tell us a bit about Dance Alive. Maybe you can kind of describe what it is or or how it works.
1: Okay, great. Uh, well, Dance Alive is an evolving body of work, and I would say I finally landed it um, after about thirty years. I've been teaching full time for fifty years, and um, I. Yeah, so Dance Alive is a system of movement that incorporates five values that I base everything on. And the values are team play, that you team play with yourself and you team play with others. And being open is one of the values Exploring is one of the values. Being committed is one of the values and being resilient is one of the values. So I take the values and then the tools I use are being aware, your awareness, your feeling, your breath, moving and relating. And those are all the tools I use. And then This is the core of my work is I work with the movement forms and the movements a wave and at the ocean floor is drop in. So everything I'm leading everyone in is to drop in and then I move through flow easy, reach out, power up, and got to move. And those are the movement forms I work with. And then I bring it into all the different programs that I have. So I have programs where I'm working with the dynamic movement itself. I have programs where I'm working with um, meditation. And I just work with my inner rhythms, deep body meditation. I'm dropping people into themselves and being able to witness the amount of movement that occurs when we do nothing at all. And then I work with, I have a whole leadership program where I train people in relating. I work with people on being able to actually take the movement that's happening within and bring it into relationship so that they can be functional and successful and balanced and get fulfillment from every area of their life, which includes their personal relationships and their work and I help people build their businesses and I help people build their families and I work with parenting so I bring in the movement into all areas of people's lives and I want I want people to be able to apply the movement not just to do the movement itself or the meditation but to be able to apply that and see that you've brought the movement into your life. So it doesn't even matter what you do. It's like how you live what you do. And that's what I really help people do. So Dance Alive is a whole system that incorporates all of that. And are there specific movements
0: or it's more that each section kind of has a a flow
1: or a philosophy or... Philosophy is not the right word, but... <laughs> yeah, I know what you're uh, talking about. <laughs> Great. Um, well, I would say I work with the fluid system that we are all mostly water. And I work with letting energy move through you like water. So that it it it's going to look and feel different in every moment. And at the same time, and then I work with the building of the wave and, but it's all very organically based. And I'm really working with people expanding their range of movement and the articulation and the complexity of movement by rewiring their whole systems as they're moving. And so I don't have any specific steps. So I'm guiding people into a state of consciousness too whereas the movement that is there within them is activated and they can access it and open up to greater possibilities and but there's a lot of and there's a lot of creativity in it and at the same time I'll work with people on being able to like re- repeat and go deeper and deeper in the same movement but I don't give any specific steps. I do model like what I'm, different possibilities that I move, but I really bring people into their own movement. And you're
0: doing this to music, or it's, or it's kind of you speaking
1: and guiding or? I use music. I use all different um, kinds of music. Some, you know, when I'm working with Flow Easy, I'm working with you know very soft gentle kind of yeah all fluid you know indian all, all different kinds of music and when i go into reach out then i'll start i'll build the music and i use a variety too and then when i go into power up i'm bringing people into you know being able drumming or more you know, it, I can use electronic mixed in with drums and I use a lot of Aboriginal and a primitive music that's very, um, very deep and connected. And then I'll, with Gotta Move, I'll use, I use all different kinds of music to, uh, yeah, just to take people different places right? And then um, at the end, near the end of Gotta Move, I'll do a little dance party and kind of have more popular music just so that, you know, a lot of the, a lot of people love that kind of music too. So that's being able to integrate all that you've done into just dance and playful music just at the end. And, uh, and then I drop people back deep into the meditation and I'll drop people in at the very beginning too. So it's, yeah, I definitely use music and I actually don't need to use music because I'm guiding over the music the whole time, but I find the music helps people like not be in their heads. Um, There are programs that I have that I don't use any music at all. My leadership programs, I don't use any any music. I have coaches. They don't use any music. It's all integration work. I run pods every month, a whole small groups. I don't use any music there because it's just direct relating. But in the movement and the uh, meditation class, I use music. And
0: those are classes or are they more workshops how how is this presented
1: okay um the, i okay so i have ride the wave which is like my dynamic movement class and that takes people through the full wave from dropping in through you know, the whole wave Those are weekly classes. I have them every Wednesday night. And then there's a replay, a seven-day replay, and everybody can hear that all week. Then I have a Ride the Wave four-hour workshop once a month on a Sunday so people can go deeper into the movement. Inner rhythms is my deep body meditation, and that's every Tuesday night. I bring in a new class, a new meditation, and that it and that also I have a seven day replay. So my students listen all week to the inner rhythms class. And then I have on the weekend once a month a four hour inner rhythms class where we go deeper, and also people can ask questions and I answer. So I have the weekend workshops for the movement classes, and I have weekly classes of both Ride the Wave and Inner Rhythms. So my students play them regularly because this really is a practice, and it takes tremendous repetition going deeper in yourself to keep deepening your practice and to really become uh, a master of your own movement. And when I say that, there's not an end to it, but there's the mastery of that automatically, if you're in a situation, you can slow down, you can speed up, you can, you can adapt yourself to life situations with ease and grace. So that's what I mean by mastery there. But that's the practice. Um, those Ride the Waving and Rhythms are the basic practices. And then my leadership training program and all my pods and all the coaching, and I have s- some really excellent Dance live coaches who work with people. Those are all either on the once a month on the weekend or they're throughout the month. Um, And people gather or online, depending. Now, I don't know once the pandemic is, everything's opened up again. I used to do intensives and I'd have, you know, they'd be more in depth. But right now, four hours and four hours is like enough for people to be online. And my leadership training program, I just have they're a half hours. Cause they're, I don't want to, it's harder for people to do all the work on online. So that's what I have currently. <laughs> I, I like that. And you, and it's interesting
0: because you do it the opposite way than I do it. So this, I need to think about this now. <laughs> I usually do a long workshop and then like, short follow-up workshops and it sounds like you're doing the shorter workshops and then building up to the longer workshop, which is interesting. I like that. Well, I
1: like that idea. Well, I don't know that it's any different than what you're doing. They're shorter okay. during the month. They're shorter yeah. every week and they're longer on the weekend, but they're people work with me for years. So it's kind of evolving. It's not like this week is building to this. Um, it's not like, but everything is continually building. <laughs> like, But are people usually doing like the weekly classes? Would they do that before they do the long one or they would do the long not, one first? It doesn't matter. Oh, they, okay. you, you, it doesn't really matter, but most people perf- put their toes in by yeah. doing the weekly yeah. just because it's not as much time or commitment, so... Yeah. The longer then they'll do the longer, but they can come in at any point. As long as they want the work. <laughs> yeah. And the time works for them too. Cause a lot of people want to be on live. So depending on where they are in the world, it depends on their schedule. Yes. <laughs> as we yeah. know. Since
0: we're yes. what, like nine hours apart or something. Right. It's not always right. easy to to find to find a time. But yeah. Right. No, that's uh, yeah, let's talk a little bit about creativity, about the importance or or finding that balance between creativity and and structure. what how how does that work into into
1: the, what you're doing? That's a great question. Um, <laughs> that's the actual basis of what I'm training people to do is one, to have a structure in whatever you do. Like we have a structure right now. Um, I'm here, you're here, people are listening. Like that's the structure. Within the structure is infinite, absolutely infinite creativity of what, what can happen, but we actually need the structure. And what I find is a lot of people prefer just be creative, kind of move all over and without a strong sense of structure, or people will come in, be on the other side and have a really strong sense of structure. Um, And everything has to be, structured very specifically. And there and that can you know creates a lot more limitation. And so what I'm doing is I'm always creating a structure. So they're very clear boundaries about this is, you know, this is the space to do this um basically don't take notes during my class like turn off your phone um you know just basic things that actually keep people present in their practice and then within that you know i'm giving guidance and so the guidance has a very specific structure to it because i'm i'm guiding people somewhere in their system however I always tell people to use my guidance as an invitation, as opposed to you have to do it this way. Um, So I might be encouraging people to open and allow or to commit more deeply or to drop in more deeply. But it's it's also up to each person to say, okay, Does that feel right in my system? And do I take that direction or was that direction for someone else? I always say I give a direction. It's not always for you. So because I'm leading a group of people, I'm responding to the energy flow at that moment in time. And it may fit for someone and it may not. So I'm encouraging people to also be creative with my direction. And to, when I say creative, it's like allow their own unique creative being and spirit to receive what's there for them and to really listen to themselves. And at the same time, we're creating a wave together. There's an inner wave And then there's the outer wave, which is what I'm guiding to. It's like, this is the rhythm, the music. You can listen to it and use it, or you can not use it and follow your own rhythm completely. So I'm giving people the option to explore, do I listen to the inner wave or the outer wave? And how do I do both? And that's really the Oh, that's what really makes Dance Alive Dance Alive is because I'm always working with the two waves. I'm not just working with your inner wave and I'm not just working with the outer wave. I'm working with staying connected to your inner wave and navigating the outer wave at all times. So that that makes it alive, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So I definitely have a specific structure and I encourage always creativity.
0: And I think it's important also to give people that sovereignty over what they choose to do and what they choose not to do, because that's not the way we've been taught. We've, We've very much been dictated to that this is what we're supposed to do. These are the instructions. This is how you do this. And I think it's important for people to realize that they have choices totally. and that it's their responsibility, especially their, their healing, or uh, if it's more in a spiritual sense, that it's, it's their path and that they need to take responsibility for what that is. Because I think a lot of times people come into workshops still with that old paradigm of they're being told what to do, and they're not like they should they should be deciding what they want to do or what's right for them or as you said maybe that the instruction that you're giving is not for them it's for the person standing next to them and to discern whether whether it is for them
1: yes no, I, I think that's important yeah and even even also what i'll tell people is make a commitment for whatever time frame it is. Like if, even if it's for one class, you know, but I, most people, most of my students take, you know, class after class after class. So make a commitment and it's a, your investment in yourself at that time. And don't go by how you feel, just show up for the class. And if you want to lay down all class, like lay down, And that your body is still going to receive the impact of the movement experience. And so I, I really encourage people to do that listening and not go by, well, let me see how I feel right now. Just do your movement practice. And it's going to look really different if you really honor yourself. So I always, when I was teaching classes in my studio, um, I had one area called the beach and the other was the ocean of motion. So if you want to be in the ocean of motion, come into the, this part of the room. And if you want to go to the beach, just go lie down or sit or do whatever feels good to you and go completely at your own rhythm on the beach. And there's not a better or a worse. It's like the beach and the ocean. It's not better. They both exist. So I always gave people that freedom. And I still encourage it with their online taking a class. And so many students have said, oh, it feels so good. I took class and I didn't think I was going to be able to move at all. And I just laid down and then you know either i got a tremendous amount of rest like a rest i wouldn't have gotten if i wasn't there or i found this energy inside me that i didn't know i had but it's because i give them the space and the freedom to find their own their own wave within the wave that i'm leading and i think that's a good way
0: you you put it very well with the the beach and the and the weight or the, the water and the beach or however you said that because I think people often feel or have expectation or feel that they're failing like if they just sat it out, they would feel that they weren't living up to something or you mm-hmm. know that they weren't meeting some expectation and what you said is so true that the, they may need the rest or yeah. they may need to listen to other people or to just right. listen. For me, I know I, I'm i one of those people that I feel like I need to gather all the information. And then when I have all the information, then I can move forward. So for mm-hmm. me, I think like sitting, absorbing things or seeing how things play out then gives me the freedom to just throw myself into something. But Yes, we all have a different rhythm. We all have a different way to do things, and um, and it's good that you point that out to people. And I think also that, as I said, that that idea of the beach of two things that are not like well, you can either participate or you can sit it out. You know, right, <laughs> you right. can sit over there, yeah, sit in the corner. <laughs> 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 but to, yeah, to let people explore what they, what they need for themselves. That's so important.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Totally. The and ocean the, motion. the beach and the ocean of motion.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Ocean no, and- because stillness, so stillness is just as important as movement.
0: Totally. And, and people don't think about that. They, we've, we've been programmed into that really being so active that, it feels like some kind of a failure to, to be still. And it isn't because I do think that so much wisdom or that in that stillness is often when, when things can then come to the surface, just because we're being quiet and
1: we can finally hear what's going on. Totally. Well, yeah. That, yeah. That's also why I do a movement class and a meditation class every week. And in the meditation, I'm working with people's awareness of how much is moving and what's moving inside them as they're still. Because for anything to move, it's like there has to be stillness and activity. And that's what I call movement, not just the active part, but the receptive is essential for a full movement cycle to even happen. And the meditation is like
0: like a, a, a normal meditation in the sense that it's like seated or, or stand
1: there's it's not a moving meditation. No, more no, most of my students lie down when I teach the meditation. When I'd have class, maybe one out of forty or fifty would sit up, but most of them lie down so you're in the exact the state of doing nothing and then you can observe with your awareness what's occurring and i lead people into different areas of their body and my guidance is to you know be able to embrace what's occurring and not do anything with it and then watch as your body begins to rebalance and reorganize and realign and this is a highly productive state and this is when new inspiration comes in Um, not just your you know programmed voice that you've already heard before but the new awakenings come in when we're in a state of pure observation and also the body um Digest emotion. A lot of emotion gets digested. So it's not pushed down. It's not acted out. Um, it's, you know, so the way I guide it uh, really allows people to move emotion without doing anything. And at the same time, be able to not be reactive to the emotion, but be able to include it so then you can automatically in your everyday life respond with clarity, you know, because you're able to be aware and you can actually think through what needs to happen because there's not an emotional like overlay. And so that's why I work with the meditation and they're, they're really very powerful, all, all of them. And each week I do a different meditation and it brings, you know, it's, it's a different way in, but they're all, they're all really effective.
0: And then what happens? Like if during these meditations, if, if emotions do begin to arise, do you then like move them through the body or, or ask people to process them or what, or it's it's more than
1: just looking at them that's important. Well, what happens if you re, um is mo- yeah, emotions do arise and what happens is through the practice of the meditation you start learning how to allow feeling and let your body rebalance. And um, uh, like they get digested. And some people will sometimes get up and write. Some people occasionally will get up and move or some or draw or do anything, do something active because it's like feels too much, all right? But I also tell people just open up, ask your system before going in to only open to as much as you can integrate. And so, um, but people do... Uh, I encourage you to do whatever you need to do, but as much as possible to stay with the meditation because in the guidance, your your system can um, allow and then it it literally reorganizes itself. And so what's been this kind of like overwhelming like fear or something it's just like ah wow I'm now you know feel my courage and my capability and my confidence and and that happens as a result of the practice but it but just the meditation also people are pr- working with me they're doing the meditation most of them hand in hand with the movement work so they have both um, and do you, and then when
0: you do the movement work, do you bring like specific things that have come up for people or it's very much just guided by, by you and
1: what sort of what the process is? Um I ask people to bring in an intention and I ask people to, to bring in um during the process, like for them to bring in anything they're, working with in their life. So if we're working with uh, power up, let's say, I'll work with people on, you know, okay, what are you committed to in your life? And what, okay, now commit more deeply, get in or get out. Don't, don't sit on the fence. Like, so I suggest things in the way that I guide, but I'm not having people like talk to me at the time or, talk to each other at the time. Um, I'm really, it's the process of the movement and the way that I'm guiding it, that people are using it, um, and applying it to their life. So they're bringing in their own issues, but they're, they're sharing that
0: with other people or, or they're, they're just coming into the class knowing
1: kind of what issues they want to work with. They're basically, if I'm doing just a ride the wave class as uh, right now, they just bring in, they just know what they're bringing in. However, when we were in the studio and I had more time or a longer workshop, or if I'm doing an intensive, there's a lot more sharing and interaction. And in my Take Charge Now, which is my leadership program, there's a lot of sharing and interaction, but it's very present time related. Um, But in my empowerment pods, people will bring in things they're working with their life, challenges they're having, and then I'll give them guidance and feedback. But during the movement class itself, people aren't aren't sharing as of now. They're just doing the movement practice. So that's why I have different programs and most people in, some people just do a little bit of one, but the majority of my students, they do the whole package because the whole package is what integrates everything you're going through in your life and then being able to move through it with the movement practice, ride the wave and the inner rhythms practice, which is the meditation and then the sharing with each other and the community that's built as a result of all the sharing is very encouraging and uh you know people are there to help encourage each other to be more of their authentic self and to also be able to deal with life situations that occur so it's a very uh encouraging and a growthful environment too and that's in so what is the
0: embodied leadership that's you're specifically i mean you're saying that most people are are doing all the different pieces of it but specifically that is more like on for a profession like taking all of that and then use it in in a more professional way or in your professional
1: life or it's, um, not what so does that mean exactly? Yeah. Good question. The embodied leadership program is called take charge now. And that meets once a month. Most people do it, do it year round. So they're on a year round contract. You don't have to be, you can always try it and, you know, or just take a single class. But what I'm doing is I'm bringing in like, how to be really present and aligned and um, connected to yourself while you're relating. And then what I do is the majority of the class is practicing. And since we're online right now, there's a group online. There's a group who meet in at one of my students' houses while the um, pandemic has been going on, but there it's, your i the majority of the class is relating with a, a partner and so i'll switch you with different partners but you get practice relating and then being able to open yourself up to be having a just a more deeply connected fulfilling relationship and then we'll do, we'll do some practices maybe where one person will lead another after we've practiced. Let's say we practice um, being in alignment with ourselves. Okay, I'm, I'm, practice, I'm, I'm aligning with myself while I'm relating to you. So after you practice that for a while with some partners, then I'll have people lead each other. So they're getting practice being a leader of uh, a partnership. And they'll, like, I will lead you into aligning with yourself while you're relating to me, okay? Then I'll get feedback. What am I doing that's really working for you? And what else could I do that would reach you more? So I get this feedback And then with the feedback, I then I use the feedback and I lead you again. And then I get feedback and then I lead you again. So that's what the partners, that's what the practices are. There's a lot of practice in leading. And I keep bringing people into their body so they're not trying to lead from some kind of script or something they're thinking in their head that they're thinking about before they say it. I'm like, be with your partner and be in your body and sense your partner, sense the, the whole self. And in the moment, that's where that's where you lead from, from that moment. And you get feedback just like you're doing with me. You're listening to me and then you're asking me questions and responding because you're in the moment. So this is a, this is so it's the best preparation for one working with other people. Anybody who works with other people like their ability to work, I mean I have students in all kinds of corporations and things and like they say they end up creating teams around them and they they start relating more effectively or in a family, you know, with your partner, your uh your children, your parents, your uh, friends. Like we need that in the moment relating. And so leading is about being a leader of yourself wherever you are and being able to build excellent team play. And um, that's what I work with in the leadership program. And are these
0: these movement practices or they're more things that you talk through or um
1: make um they're
0: exercises
1: not, they're not like physical doing this kind of movement they're more the focus of like right now <laughs> I'm relating to you so it's it's more talking but the yeah. talking is coming from an embodied place so it's talking and sharing and responding learning, but, learning new ways to communicate huh learning new ways to communicate yes definitely new ways to communicate and everybody leaves feeling like wow i'm more empowered i have i have the ability to communicate to people like on a level i've never been able to before and no matter where you're at everyone's always like wow that's the next level you know, and they take it home with them. You know, they take it into the workplace, they take it into their homes, you know, and, you know, I'm constantly bringing things to my family, my husband and my kids and their spouses and my grandkids. And like, I'm bringing this presence and, and that's how I'm leading. So that's how I'm encouraging everyone, like bring it home. Like this is the practice, this is the training where you get to practice. This is the training where you're learning and practicing. Now bring it home (laughs) and practice and then come back next month and we'll take it to the next level. And to be embodied. People are generally not
0: embodied. They're in their head and, and very often creating scenarios as to how things might play themselves out instead of actually having the conversation or or doing whatever needs to be done so yes having the opportunity to to learn how to be embodied and to be able to maybe practice that
1: with other people yeah
0: is a is a wonderful experience yeah, yeah.
1: Totally. And you learn to like trust your gut and trust your intuition. So that's what I'm constantly like, (laughs) kind of like poking on people like, okay, go there, go there. No, don't go there. (laughs) Don't go there. No, you already said it in your head. You can tell. You can tell when it's like Er, it's been up here, but it's not totally coming through you all the way. And, and most of our communication is through the body and it's through our tone and it's through our, it's our vibration is not just the words. So if you get caught in the words, you miss the communication. And we all have such a different interpretation of one word or another. And then people create all these stories in their head. And it's like, hey, that's not, it's not where I'm leading you, like come home and now relate here, stay right here.
0: And I think with all of the technology that has made it even worse. So many people are, are texting, for example, where you can't even hear the person's intonation, let alone, I mean, at least if you're on video like this, I can yeah. see you, I can hear you, but if you're texting, that really can go any way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, it's very true. So it's to be true. embodied and to be present with people, and to yes, be conscious maybe of of you know your your voice or or how you're saying things mm-hmm. is really a skill that I think we are losing because mm-hmm. of, of technology. So hopefully we will yeah. regain that.
1: Yeah, and that's one of the things is like I'm, I'm, I'm guiding people to use the movement. So it's like, oh, I can, you know, flow easy with my voice or reach out or power it up or got to let it go and go everywhere and drop in, you know. So I'm using your voice as an expression of the movement. And talk a little, we, we were talking about this
0: uh, a little bit before we started, but just um, maybe you can mention how it's been different, I mean, since the pandemic and now you're working online and and we were talking about the fact that you are connecting with people like myself yeah. <laughs> that are far <laughs> away from you. So yeah. how, how has this changed? what you're doing or expanded what you're doing having to having to go online
1: well it definitely stretched me <laughs> because i would have never gone online even though people were begging me to i'm like forget it i'm not dealing with that so yeah. it expanded me to be able to you know just learn technology you know i'm 69 years old so I didn't grow up with tech, and so I've learned it. It's not really a big deal. I just had to learn it. And um, I really am appreciating, like, the benefits that have come as a result, just like me being able to meet you. And, you know, I'm able to reach people now that would never have been able to be exposed to my work. And, you know, so I really feel like it's been an incredible opportunity. And I'm amazed at how people really are getting what I'm doing online. I'm just like, wow, I I just had no idea. And I know I have students, you know, who are local. And there's a group who meets at the beach every week. And they wear their silent disco headphones. And they take classes. And they still get to... Be together. Um, so, and I know they, I just did an event last weekend at, I was invited as a guest to the local, another something called The Wave at the beach. And um, I led my workshop there and people were like, it was the first time I'd been out live and people are like, Oh my God, it's so different to be with you live. It's incredible. I get your energy and I can see you responding to the different people that you're, when you're leading, how much you're responding It reminds me of how it used to be when we were in the, uh, at the dance alive center. And you know, it's anyway, so it's opened me up, and yeah, I really miss all the in live. I love being in live, live with people, and um, that just hasn't opened up yet. So, I've already, I've really adapted. <laughs> I really adapted. I'm enjoying online and. I I'll be happy to be able to be with people when we, when I can do an event like that, or we'll see if, if, and when the center opens. And I used to do a lot of partnering and a lot of, you know, touch and then move where you're being touched. And, and we did a lot of sharing together in person. So, um, Oh, I definitely feel that I don't lead the partnering except for Take Charge Now or my pods, my empowerment pods. I don't lead a lot of partnering. I lead a little bit of so if people are home with a partner and they can do it and partner. Um, but I really changed my format since we are online. Um, so I miss that. I really miss that. But I I really like, I really love being able to like bring through what I do online and I'm happy it pushed me into doing it. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's, as I mentioned to you, it's been a wonderful
0: opportunity. Not just, I mean, for me living in Egypt, there were a lot of things that were not accessible, except Mm -hmm. in fact, that's why I started a center in Egypt because I had small children. And it was easier for me to bring somebody in to teach us a modality than for me to try to travel somewhere with kids and and all of that. So, again, that encouraged me to to open a center. But now it's been really nice to be able to connect with people and to try things that I wasn't necessarily exposed to before. So I think... I understand the wanting to connect and and do things live with people, but I do think that this has given us an opportunity to find things that maybe we just didn't try hard enough to find and to connect with people that we wouldn't have had the opportunity or, uh, you know, if you weren't online before, then those students wouldn't have been able to find you unless they went to where you were. So hopefully in future, they can go to where you are, but at least they know who you are and and what you're doing now. So Mm -hmm. I think it has,
1: it has opened a lot of opportunities for people. Totally. Yeah. And I'm, you know, I don't know. I have no idea which way things will go, but I do feel like I am now an online business and I, I, and I plan on staying online, Yeah. You know, <laughs> whatever, whatever else I do in person. It's like, okay, that's, that's just one more thing that I do. But I, I really feel that I, I like that I can reach people. And that I can talk to you, and I, I would have never talked to you or met you, you know, had this not been made possible. So I, yeah, it makes our world uh, a lot more connected. Yeah. You know, it's like yeah, I can connect this way, and I do get your energy, and you do get my energy, and we are relating. And yes, it is through technology, but you know what? It's use it. We're using it well. Exactly. It's what you do with it.
0: Yeah. And not using it to the exclusion of something else. But many right. people believe we're in a computer simulation anyway. So <laughs> now, now we're seeing how that that really is possible. And maybe we really are. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe you can tell people a little bit about things that you have up and coming events and how people can get in touch with you. If
1: they want to know more about what you're doing. Okay, great. So my website is dance So you can always contact us through the website and, um, be very happy to have you. You can sign up online on the website for a Ride the Wave weekly class. Every Wednesday night, you can sign up for a Ride the Wave four-hour workshop, the once-a-month workshops. The next one will be on June 13th from 9 to 1. You can sign up uh, for our next upcoming Inner Rhythms is Tuesday, the weekly class. that They come out at 7 our time. And you get a seven-day replay on all those classes. And you can sign up for the Inner Rhythms uh, four-hour workshop on June 13th um, from 2 to 6. Now, on... Saturday, June 13, June twelfth, I'll have our next Take Charge Now program, and that goes from uh, nine to one thirty. And you can sign up for that. You do. Uh, we do need to get in contact with you if you're going to be in the leadership program. Um, so make sure you contact us too. We really do our uh, we really stay in contact with our students. So, um, you can sign up for class, but whatever you can do to make contact, let us know not just your information, but a little about you. We really appreciate that. It's not a have to, but we, it's great. Um, my other programs are the Dance Alive coaching programs, which are really incredible. Um, are currently full, but put your name on a wait list for that. The empowerment pods, which are my groups that people do with me every month, um, those also have a wait list. And, um, but you can put yourself on a wait list, but there's a lot of um, requirements to be in the Empowerment Pods program with me. You need to be doing weekly classes and meditations so that you're in the program. Um, So, you can, so that's what you can do. Sign up online, contact us, and we'll be happy to see you. You can also um, find me posted on Instagram and follow me on Instagram, and that's uh, at Dance Alive Movement on Instagram, or you can go to my personal Facebook page, which I don't use all that much, but we, you can contact me through Facebook. It's Marianne Carew. And um, that's how you can contact us. <laughs> Excellent. Thank yeah. you. And
0: just to give you those again, the website is www.dancealive. That's one word: d-a-n-c-e-a-l-i-v-e. dot and Marianne's Facebook is Marianne Karou, M-a-r-i-a-n-e-K-a-r-o-u. And I'll put those links in the show notes so you can get them and on Instagram at Dance Alive Movement. Excellent.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, thank you, Marianne. Thank you for being with us and, and sharing your wisdom and your experiences. And I hope that people will connect with you now that it's possible. Yeah. <laughs> no matter where you are in the world, it's possible to connect with Marianne. Right. So I hope people will take the opportunity to do that. So thank you, thank you for being here.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Leslie. Thank you. All right. Well, that was interesting. I didn't know
0: anything about Dance Alive except what was on the website. So I hope you got a good a good explanation and I hope you will try it because I do think it's, we we do in this time, we do have the opportunity to try a lot of things and connect with a lot of people that we haven't been able to before. So so please try to do that. So next month, my guest will be Jacqueline Driessens, and she's coming to us from Australia. So I hope you will join us next month for that. And please, if you are on YouTube, please like and subscribe to the channel. That really helps other people find the channel if you like and subscribe. And the same thing if you're listening to this as a podcast, it's on all the major podcast platforms as the Universal Dancer Podcast. And again, if you follow, then it makes it a lot easier for other people to find it. So thank you for being here, those of you who are here live and I will look forward to seeing people here again next month. All right, thank you for joining us.